It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. It's John Spears in the studio. There we are. Hope you had a great weekend. Start that again. Three, two, one. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Carnage. John Spears in studio. One of two days this week. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be here today. I'll be here Thursday. That's it. Man, I can't believe I get paid for this. Incredible. Bats Baseball Tuesday and Wednesday preempts my show. And then there's no way I'm coming in here on Oaks Day. Come on. Let's don't kid ourselves. It is Monday, May 1st. Welcome to the first day of May, which means the Kentucky Derby is only five days away. Welcome to Derby Week. It's 50 degrees, windy, and drizzly. Yep. (laughs) Welcome to May. Now, the forecast is good. Thursday, sunny and 70. Friday, cloudy but 69. No mention of rain. And Derby Day, sunny and 75. We'll see. I think the meteorologists lie to us sometimes on Derby Way. Ah, it's going to be sunny in 75, and all of a sudden I show up and it's snowing. I think they lie sometimes. I do. They take, um, they take some, we hope it's sunny pills. How about that? Eminem Cartage Hotline is open. Gary Clark is manning the hotline, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right directions? Head to Thornton's right now. All 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller, only 89 cents. You heard that, 89 cents. Come in today, grab a fountain drink from Thornton's, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Heading out of here today, headed directly to Churchill Downs. Today is the Pill Pull. That's hard to say. So they renamed it the Post Position Draw. But it's the Pill Pull. Right, Garrett? Pill Pull? Let's take a poll, see if it's the Pill Pull. They still pull pills out of a little bottle. It's great. It's great. It's like gambling. Can anybody get in to see that? Um... I don't think they publicize it so that you can. I know it's on KentuckyDerby.com. You can watch it. You can watch Probably it on the on Courier NBC Journal too. website. It's on um, uh, what? Uh, well, it's it, on Peacock. Yeah. Uh, it's probably on one of those NBC channels. I'd have to look. But I'll be there, so I don't care what channel it's on. <laughs> I'm going to head there uh, right after the show. They'll do the... Uh, Oaks draw first at 2 o'clock, followed by the Kentucky Derby draw to see the post positions for the day. I only go out there to hang out, really. You got the fever. I mean, I'll go. I'll sit at the table. I'll I'll take somebody's seat that I probably shouldn't take. You know, I'll write all the horses down when they're drawn out of the the, uh, pill pool, out of the bottle. Uh, You know, but I enjoy it. See a lot of people, catch up with some people before the craziness actually begins. There's racing tomorrow. Tomorrow's 502 day at the Derby. I remember, let me get up on this, let me get up on this soapbox, grumpy old man here. I remember when Thursday 
was 502 day. Yeah, Thursday. It was Louisville day. Friday was Oaks Day. That used to be Louisville Day. And then the Oaks got huge. It blew up. It's on NBC now. It's on um, USA Network. It's on all of the major NBC channels. And the Oaks is not as big as the Derby, but it's getting there. It's close. It's Ladies Day. It's Wear Pink Day. And it's huge. And it's out-of-towners don't just show up for the Derby anymore. They show up for the Oaks as well. So then we had Thurby. Thurby was for Louisville people. Now, hey, let's take our whole vacation from Madison, Wisconsin, or Cincinnati, Ohio, or Omaha, Nebraska, and we're going to head to Louisville for the whole week. We're going to make it a vacation. And now we're going to the track on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So now, 502 day is tomorrow. And some of the names of the races are great. The Galleria, the Lynn's Paradise Cafe, the my favorite, the Jim Porter's Good Time Emporium. That's the final race of the day. It's a short race for older horses. Beautiful. It should be. Old horses we can't run that far. Where did we run when we got to be older? We ran to Jim Porter's Good Time Emporium. Do they have a false fountain race? <laughs> I don't think there's a, there's nine races and they all have names that are distinct to Louisville. Uh, and some of which are no longer with us. Like the Phoenix Hill Tavern is one of the races. So, um, that's tomorrow today. No racing today, but they will have the post position draw. And again, the weather for the last three days of the week for Thurby Oaks day, Derby day looks pretty darn good. But we'll see. And added bonus, Big Al the Fish, who I talk about on this program all the time, he won't come on the program. Um, he's my handicapper. He's my guy. He says, if, if Big Al the Fish says to me, hey, you want in on this pick six I'm betting, I always say yes. Always. I don't pick any of the horses. I don't handicap the races. I just give it. I say, I'll take 20 bucks worth. I'll take 40 bucks worth. Pick four, pick five, pick six, whatever it is. If Big Al the Fish says to me, hey, I'm betting this pick four, you want in? The answer is always yes. Because he knows what he's doing. He is going to give me some Oaks and Derby winners for this year on Thursday. Now, he won't come on the program. He will not physically call up for Gary or Scooter to answer the phone and say, hey, I can't call him and say, hey, uh, I'm going to put you on the air. He won't do it. He won't do it. I think he's in witness protection. I've never been able to verify that. Uh, I don't know if he's saying. I don't know if he's escaping the law. I don't know what his deal is. I call him Big Al the Fish, just like I called my buddy Joey One Ear, because he can only hear our one ear. Joey One Ear has called the program before. He's given out derby winners, and he's been right. More than once. So we'll see. Maybe I get Joey one ear to call in on Thursday. But Big Al the Fish has promised me, promised me uh, that he's going to give me some Derby and Oaks horses to look to watch for and that he likes, and I will give them to you on this program on Thursday. Texture says, John DeMarle should have a race for juvenile horses called the Toy Tiger. 
Yeah, we did get in. Gary, you know all about the Toy Tiger. We did get in young there uh, sometimes. Only the last few years of the Toy Tiger before it became Pharaoh's. Uh, <laughs> that's and, all you needed I, to know, brother. That's all you need. You didn't need to know the whole time. I never worked there. and IDs were optional. <laughs> I mean, you can just write on a piece of paper, hey, I'm 21. And they, they say, okay, come on in. Uh, I got this note from my mom. She says I'm 21. All right, come on in. You know, my brother wouldn't even give me a discount. That's not right. Owned the place, right? Yeah, he owned it for a while. Hey, cover charge, cover charge. Still paying off that note. $20 <laughs> is $20. Uh, all right, I never opened the show with ice hockey. And I guess I didn't today since we're 14 minutes in and I was talking about the Derby. Um, last night, the Boston Bruins lost to the Florida Panthers in Boston, 4-3 in overtime. Why is this significant? Because the lesson here is don't have a great regular season. That's the lesson. And we should have learned it before. We should have, we should know this by now. The Boston Bruins had the best record in the history of the National Hockey League regular season. They had the 65 wins, most in NHL history. 135 points, most in NHL history. Number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They played and lost to the eighth-seeded Florida Panthers four games to three. Including last night at home, Boston led 3-2 with under a minute to play. Florida got a goal late, and a goal in overtime to win it. When you have the best record in the regular season in the National Hockey League, you win what is known as the President's Trophy. It's nice. Here you go. Great season. In the last 10 years, teams that have won the President's Trophy have not advanced to the Stanley Cup Finals. Don't have a great regular season. Have a good regular season. Get into the playoffs. Go from there. But we should have learned this before. By the way, if you're a listener to the Mike Rutherford Show, today send a text on the text line, 414-1450, anytime between 3 and 6, and congratulate Travis Kelsey, who won the bet, the Seattle Kraken beat the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche four games to three. They won that series in Colorado last night. Now Trevor does not have to walk across the Big Four Bridge. That was the bet. I was worried about his health in that situation. It, uh, I'm sure he would have had an Arby's roast beef sandwich in each hand as he crossed the bridge, but I didn't want him to have to go. Now, instead, Mike Rutherford has to watch one of the worst movies ever created, Shallow Hal. If you've seen Shallow Hal, you know what I'm talking about. Jack Black, Gwyneth Paltrow in a role I can't believe she took. Uh, Jason Alexander, you may know him as George Costanza. Terrible film. Awful. And now Mike Rutherford, because his avalanche loss, have to has to watch that movie. Make sure and either well, you have to they don't take calls on that show. Text the hotline 414-1450, anytime between three and six today, and congratulate Travis uh Trevor Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Trevor Kelsey. And do it then, and do it a lot. I want a whole lot of textures this afternoon to be bothering Mike Rutherford with this information. Um, you know, I, you know, I want an avalanche of texts here. Colorado avalanche of texts. 
and you know, congratulating Trevor. Uh, but we should have learned a long time ago not to do great in the regular season. Remember when the Golden State Warriors were 73 and 9? 73 wins, 9 losses in the NBA. What happens? You get to the finals, you get up 3 1. Everybody's pretty much popping the champagne, and LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers come back and beat you in the finals four games to three. 73 and nine in the regular season. There's no way they're going to lose, just like the Bruins last night. Major League Baseball, 2001, Seattle Mariners, 116 wins. Still a regular season record in MLB. They won their divisional round playoff. Then the Yankees got a hold of them, four games to one in the ALCS. The Mariners didn't even make it to the World Series. 116 wins in the regular season. That's a crazy number. Crazy number. NFL, 2008, Super Bowl 42. You remember Tom Brady, New England Patriots, 18-0, heading into the game. They're going to be the first undefeated team since the 72 Dolphins. Eli Manning throws to David Tyree, the helmet catch. Plaxico Burris catches the touchdown pass, probably with a gun in his his trousers, in his football pants. And the Patriots lose to the New York football Giants. NCAA basketball. I don't want to tear this Band-Aid off. I don't want it to hurt. But Kentucky was 38-0. They were the best team. Devin Booker was a bench player. A bench player. On that team. That's how good that team was. The Harrison Twins, Willie Cauley Stein, Carl Anthony, 38 0. What happens? Final four, Wisconsin. Who goes on to lose the championship game to Duke? Don't have a great season. Have a really good season. Be the second best team in your sport going into the playoffs. Don't be the best team. It rarely works out. It rarely works out. Who's the last NCAA basketball undefeated champions? Indiana. It was 1976, the bicentennial. We're getting close to the tricentennial, aren't we? Long time ago. Last undefeated NFL team. I mentioned 1972, Miami Dolphins. The Warriors were 73 and 9. How do you lose a five game, a seven game series when you were 73 and 9 in the regular season? <sighs> and those Mariners, man, they were so good. Ken Griffey Jr., Edgar Rodriguez, uh, Edgar, uh, I don't, it's not Rodriguez, Martinez, Edgar Martinez, Randy Johnson. That team was loaded. A-Rod, I think, was on that team. 116 wins. And now the Boston Bruins joined the list of teams that were great that blew it. That's what they're going to be remembered for. And Boston fans are sitting around for the whole month of May now 
going, what are we going to do? Because they were going to watch about 18 playoff games in May. Now now they're not. All right, NBA was great this weekend. I'm going to get to that. Steph Curry reminded us yesterday how good he is. We'll talk about that. Two games tonight. MLB as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Are you ready for some good news and some bad news? Sure. All right. Good news is you're commercial free today. Oh, my gosh. That's bad news, too, because you that, like to take a break every now and then. That is bad news. Yeah. When am I going to, uh, you know, go relieve myself? What's going to happen here, Gary? Well, you I have can, a bucket in there anywhere you I, can bring it. I got an empty uh, uh, Gatorade bottle I can bring in to you. Uh, well, I, I can promote the fact that uh, tomorrow night yeah. on our sister station, 970 WGTK, uh, you're home for UofL sports, football, basketball, baseball, uh, UofL baseball team playing Bellarmine College tomorrow night. At Slugger Field. Yes, and pregame will begin at uh, 5.50. 6 o'clock first pitch. Yep, that's it. Thank you, Gary. Thank you for giving me 12 to 14 seconds there. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can promote. Well, the bats play tomorrow, 1 o'clock, 108. That'll be right here uh, on the Big X. Against the Omaha Storm Chasers. Did they change the name to the Storm Chasers? I don't know. I think it's the Storm Chasers. (laughs) I, 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 I would have to look it up. Wow. Um, yeah, 108 tomorrow, 1208 Eastern time on Wednesday. Uh, so that's why I won't have a show each of the next two days. All right, hey, we're back. <laughs> it was almost like we never almost left. Almost like we never left. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. Ah, my man Buzz says, I live the scenario you're discussing in high school. I think about it every day. I don't want to relive it on the air. One of the, uh, well, last year's caller of the year, Buzz Frank, doesn't want to call and talk about being undefeated and then losing in the postseason. And that's, you know, I remember Tom, the look on Tom Brady's face. I still remember watching that Super Bowl. I couldn't believe it. Nobody could believe it. The Patriots had just beaten the Giants in the last game of the regular season handily. Handily. And, you know, there was this was a coronation. This was going to be a coronation. It wasn't going to be a, a game. It wasn't going to be close. But it was close. I think the final was, I'm going to say, 17-14. to 14. Texter says, 75 IU team was undefeated but lost to Kentucky in the Final Four. Yes. That's another example of what I'm talking about. Now, yes, the 76 team did go undefeated, so they bounced back. But how about the guys that were seniors on that 75 team? And I don't know that there were any. I'd have to look that up. But those guys, they didn't bask in the glory of the 76 undefeated season. They go home every day to their families And remember that loss to Kentucky in the Final Four when they were undefeated in 75. And then Kentucky subsequently lost to UCLA in John Wooden's final game. Golden State beat Sacramento yesterday 120-100. to Who, Who didn't see this coming? I don't know how we didn't see this coming. I said this when the series was 2-0 in favor of Sacramento. 
if if you're Sacramento, you cannot let the defending champions who've been there a number of times get to a game seven. It's a really good young Sacramento team. De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, DeMontis Sabonis, uh, Keegan Murray is really good. And if they can keep this nucleus together, they're going to be good for years to come, and they're going to compete probably for, if not championships, for Western Conference title. But they're not ready. They're just not ready. They are hungry. Everybody's hungry. They're talented. Everybody's talented. They're motivated. Everybody's motivated. They're, they've been there before. Wrong. That's where they get you. And I said on this program, if this goes to game seven, advantage Golden State. 120 to 100 was the final yesterday. And Steph Curry reminded us why he's Steph Curry. He reminded us, I think we needed a little poke. Because when we talk about the greats of the game, we don't talk about Steph Curry. And I don't know why. The all-time greats, we don't talk about Steph Curry. I'm going to talk more about this after the phone call. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline. Bring in David, who's going to talk for 20 minutes, because uh, I don't have any commercials to run. David, go ahead. <laughs> well, like I said, John, I guess uh, I guess it, is somebody trying to put your station on the uh Public radio, yeah, yeah that's what we're on list now. or something. You know, where you have to try to find like an underwriting uh, sponsor or something yeah. when the commercials don't come. What do you think? Apparently, Eminem Cartage uh, pulled the plug here, and uh, I got no sponsors now. I got nobody. <laughs> no sponsors. I think once not we start even, talking about the, the toy the shady, tiger and Phoenix Hill Tavern that you once had, I think once we start what about talking that about that shady ray, yeah, shady rays is there. Uh, my yeah. shitty rays broke though, so I'm kind of mad. I need a new pair. <laughs> so they're not going to give you another pair. Oh no, 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 no! My what man, my <laughs> man, oh, they're not. No, my man Danny Ratterman will always give me another pair. Um, well, that's good. I think once I start talking about Toy Tiger and uh, Phoenix Hill Tavern and and Jim Porter's Good Time Emporium, everybody should have sort of jump jumped off the ship for with me. So no, no commercials. <laughs> you think I. that's what happened? I think that's probably what happened. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't know because, like I said, the way I'm feeling right now about the Derby, I don't even know what what direction to go in for the moment. So I guess it's interesting that the Derby people are just moving everything right to the beginning of the week. Yeah, you know, it's uh, kind of bizarre. Day at the race on Tuesday. The, like I said, the pole draw, you're going to leave for the pole you know, drawing today, and usually they have pole drawings, what, what, uh, what one time, wasn't it like Wednesday Yeah, or Wednesday. Something? Yeah, I've been on yeah. Wednesdays, absolutely. Okay. In fact, last year I think it was on it was on Wednesday, maybe Tuesday. But I think la- it wasn't on Monday last year. I can tell you that. <laughs> I didn't think it was either. Pretty soon it's going to be in, Pretty soon it's going to be in mid-April. They'll just do it in mid-April. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, it's like you know, the bluegrass at Keeneland would be running right about the same time, wouldn't it? Yeah. As soon as the <laughs> the winner of that race is announced, they'll just decide what the uh, post position for the Derby is. Why not? <laughs> you may, you may be right. You may be right because. I'm going to see my I, man Ed out there too. By the way, he he, I texted oh, him. Oh, that's today. good. He, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So we'll uh, yeah. we'll be sitting at the table we probably shouldn't be sitting at. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, this is certainly you know going to going to be you know some some kind of week coming up with everything, you know, being pushed you know way right to the beginning of the week. Tomorrow's day is Louisville's day, and I, interesting about you know the businesses that were previous part of Louisville's you know. History or, or or places not in business now. Lynn's Paradise Cafe has, them, right? has a race. 
Lynn's, that? Lynn's Paradise Cafe is one of the races. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. And that's been gone for quite a while, uh, a few years now. I know it, it. it bummed me out when Lynn's Paradise Cafe closed. I'm sure, yeah. I, yeah. Was, a, I was a big fan of Lynn's Paradise Cafe. Uh, I know I know. in my neighborhood, uh, I know Fresh's Big Boy is not open, and I understand that Fresh's Big Boy is not open in another neighborhood when I was visiting you know, with someone uh, a few days ago. That lives out, uh, was it uh, at, at, at Fern Creek or some area right there, Preston Highway? or They close Shelbyville like Road, so, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Shelbyville Road, yes, exactly. That's oh, that's about, just sad. Yeah. I've got, know, one by me at, on, <laughs> I've got one by me there at Papa Level by the water, so I think they're still open. Oh, I hope my. they're still open. <laughs> well, you, you go buy and check. <laughs> yeah, really, you got to go, go buy and check. check. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, right, I'm trying to find the names of these races, and I just I can't find it. I got all the uh, all the races for tomorrow, right? Yeah, the races just, for tomorrow. I've got the races in know, front of me, but they don't have the names of the races. But from Toy like, Tigers to Phoenix Hills to Jim Porter, Good Time Emporium, we know those. Jim three, Porter, right? Good Time Emporium, and Lynn's Paradise <laughs> Cafe, and I the gal- one of them's called the Galleria. The Galleria, I know it, which yeah. is great because I don't think is there a Galleria anymore, Gary? Nope. It's 4th yeah. Street Live now. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, David, thank you. I appreciate right, the call you. as yes, always. Yes, yes, you sure will. Yeah. Hey, he didn't give me 20 minutes, Gary, but he helped out. I wonder if they're going to have one called the Patio Lounge. Does anybody remember the Patio oh. Lounge? Uh, Where is it located? It was in the Mall St. Matthews. Mall St. Matthews. Yeah, it was there for years and years. <sighs> Probably not. That's the one in Hikes Point. What about the Studebakers? Everybody remembers uh, now, that. I did go to Studebakers when the uh, servers would get up and dance on the on the on, on, the, on table, the bar on, yeah, on the bar tables during certain songs. Uh, my wife had to pick me up from Studebakers one time. That wasn't a good night. It's not it's not a good night when you call your wife at one o'clock in the morning. Can you come pick me up in the East End, please? No, she did though. God love her. All right, back to the Warriors and the Kings. Steph Curry put up the first 50-burger in a Game 7 in the history of the league. The history of the league. Nobody had ever scored 50 in a Game 7. I didn't I, – I had I thought somebody had to do that. You know, Wilt had to do that. The Troubadour, Gary. There you go. Phoenix Hill Richard just texted me the Troubadour. Boy, I'm really getting sidetracked with this NBA stuff with all these uh, – Old bars around Louisville. This and then be, upstairs from the Troubadour for This a should while, be a podcast, the, by the way. The 3030 Club. What did uh, 3030 stand for? That $30 was, uh, you for, could get 30 minutes with a couple of ladies? No, no, no. Oh. Actually, it was for the um, older folks who went oh. to the Troubadour and didn't want to hang so out with So over 30. The, the over 30 yeah, crowd. Exactly. Uh, well, I was in the Troubadour when I was 18. So I, did they have an 1818 club? I, I don't think they had that. <laughs> Jeff Fick ID. Uh, I can either confirm nor deny any reports to that. Uh, Statutes of limitations. Oh, then yeah. No, I didn't have one. I didn't need one. I had a hairy back. I looked like I was 25 when I was 14. I could never get, never could get into a bar till I was 21 because they always said I have, you have a baby face. <laughs> hey, Gary, they lied. Yeah, especially now with this gray beard. Yeah, uh, they lied. Uh, there, were, there were other reasons they didn't let you in. I don't know what they were, 
But there were other reasons uh, they let you in. Texter says uh, the starters on IU all came back from that 75 team. Uh, yeah, but there had to be a couple guys that were off the bench. Uh, Texter says, I want to say Steve Green and Tom Abernathy were the seniors on that IU team. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like I said, got to look it up. UK beat IU in the Elite Eight, not the Final Four. Good point, Texture. Thank you very much. I love being corrected on the show. Actually, I do love being corrected. I want accurate information. I just don't do enough research to give you accurate information. Uh, so how great is Steph Curry? As I mentioned earlier, he doesn't get talked about. When, when you say, who are the greats that have ever played this game? You start with Michael and LeBron. You get to Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Oscar Robertson. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Akeem Olajuwon. There are a lot of guys you talk about. Steph Curry is not at the top of the list, and I'm here to tell you that he should be. He's just turned 35 years old. 35 years old. He put up 50 yesterday in a game seven, and he was double teamed most of the day. He, Steph Curry allows there to be a Draymond Green. Draymond Green without Steph Curry would be out of the league. He'd be out of the league. But Steph Curry is so good, he allows Draymond Green to exist. Draymond Green can be the bad guy because the good guy is Steph Curry. The best player on the team allows there to be the other guy. That's just the way it is in basketball. That's just the way it is. Uh, Dennis Rodman, when he played for the Pistons. Now, look, Dennis Rodman, the Hall of Famer. Great rebounder, tremendous contributor to championship teams. When he was with Detroit, he could be the bad guy because they had Isaiah Thomas. Because they had, you know, Bill Lambert could be the bad guy because they had Isaiah Thomas. Because they had John Sally. Because they had Joe Dumars. When he went to Chicago, he could be the bad guy because they had Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. I've got all the names of the races, by the way. I'm going to give them to you in a second. I want to finish my thought on Steph Curry. Steph Curry changed the way the NBA plays basketball. He changed the way young people play basketball. Before Steph Curry, the three-pointer was part of the game. Since Steph Curry became Steph Curry, the three-pointer is the number one part of the game. He changed basketball. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer. There's a lot of Hall of Famers. But he should be mentioned as one of the greats of the game. He's won titles multiple times. He's the best player on a team that won titles multiple times. Now, the added bonus, he put up 50 in a game seven, and he put up 50 with five minutes to go, right? He sat out the last, I don't know, three and a half, four minutes of that game once he got to 50. And he doesn't just shoot the three. The double team comes. What does Steph Curry do when the double team comes? He does one of two things. He passes the ball to an open teammate, or he splits the double team. If he thinks he can split the double team, he goes. If he doesn't, he passes the ball. And he knows the difference. And when he splits the double team, you are done. 
He's not only the best three-point shooter in the game. By the way, he set the record yesterday for most three-pointers in Game 7's all-time, another record that he owns. When he splits the double team, you're done because he's not only the greatest three-point shooter in the game, he's the best shooter of the floater in the lane in the game. Unbelievable. Game one, by the way, Tuesday, Lakers at Warriors. LeBron gets another shot at the Warriors. Or you could look at it this way. Steph and Clay and Draymond get another shot at LeBron on the Lakers. You got a seven-seeded Laker team who, by the way, only beat Memphis by 40 on Friday night. Dylan Brooks wanted a 40 spot. He got a 40 spot. That's karma. That's karma. That's numerology. Something weird going on in the atmosphere. When Dylan Brooks says four games earlier, I don't respect anybody until they put 40 on me. And in the series clinching game, the Lakers win by 40? Bizarro world. That's what we're in. We're in bizarro world. And Dylan Brooks, we may never hear from him again. I don't think he's going to be on the Kings next year. Will he be in the league? Yeah, he'll probably be in the league. He averaged 18 points a game. He's a good player. But he wanted to be the bad guy. He wanted the spotlight. He got the spotlight, and now he's running from the spotlight. He got fined because he wouldn't do post-game media after the uh, 40-point loss. He got fined by the NBA for not living up to the league's media standards, what you have to do after a game. And LeBron didn't have to score 50. LeBron, he didn't have to do a ton. But uh, the Lakers, the seventh seed, oust Memphis. Golden State was the sixth seed. So in a conference semifinal, we got the seven against the six there. Starting Tuesday, Golden State, by the way, is a four-and-a-half-point favorite in game one. Miami beat the Knicks yesterday, 108-101. Game one of that Eastern Conference Series, pitting the eight seed against the five seed. Miami on the road, and the Knicks, well, they played poorly at home. And everybody was there. Aaron Rodgers was there. Spike Lee is always there. Um, Who else was there yesterday? Uh, uh, Chris Rock was there. Ben Stiller was there. I don't think Harry and Megan were there. If they did, they didn't make a uh, – a, uh, they didn't get up on the big screen. They didn't get on Kiss Camp. Um, they were there earlier in the week in the uh, playoffs. I don't know if they were there yesterday. But uh, all uh, Patrick Ewing was there. A bunch of old Knicks players were there. Uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union were there. Great crowd, and the Knicks lay an egg. That's Nick basketball. They haven't won anything since 1970, I want to say two. Jimmy Butler, 25 points, 11 rebounds. Jimmy Butler is one of just a handful of players now who has started a playoff with the first six games averaging 25 points while shooting 50% or better in every game. Scoring 25 points while shooting 50% or better in every game. All six games of the playoffs, Jimmy Butler's done that. Uh, And that streak, by the way, continues. The only guys who have done it more, Kareem did it twice, um, I think 10 games maybe. And uh, LeBron did it. 
So Jimmy Butler, great yesterday. Uh, Bam was good. He had 16 points, 8 rebounds. There was no Julius Randle. Keep that in mind. The Knicks had to play without an injured Julius Randle. R.J. Barrett at 26. Jalen Brunson, 25, although he was 1 for 10 outside the lane. So the Knicks are 6.5-point favorites tomorrow night, game two in that series. Again, I always say this. The only must-wins are game sevens or elimination games. Not a must-win for the Knicks, but a needed win for the Knicks here tomorrow. You don't want to go down 2-0 at home and head back to Miami. And by the way, Jimmy Butler, since he's been a uh, Miami Heat player, he has zero 40-point performances in the regular season. He has eight times scored 40 points in the playoffs. That is doing it when the lights are on. He did roll his ankle late. Interested to see what happens there. He's, I don't think he's Kawhi Leonard. I think he'll play. But uh, game two tomorrow in that series, and I mentioned Nick's six-and-a-half-point favorites. Tonight, Philadelphia-Boston, game one. Joel Embiid unlikely to play. Uh, that knee is really giving him issues. He went down in the, the, uh, the uh, game, game three against Brooklyn. He didn't play in game four. And now up likely to miss game one in Boston. That's why the Celtics are 10-point favorites tonight on TNT. I'm going to take Philly here, plus the 10. I don't think they win the game, but they're well-rested. They won their series in four games. The Celtics had to go six, including a loss at home in game five and then a hard-fought game six uh, just, a couple, uh, just a few nights ago in Atlanta. So I think the Sixers are more well-rested. Now, missing Embiid is huge, but they're going to shoot a bunch of threes. Maxi, Harden, Tobias Harris, they're going to jack up some shots, and I think they keep it close uh, within 10. So I'm going to take Philadelphia in the 10 there. Then uh, the late game tonight, both games on TNT, by the way, Phoenix at Denver. Denver won game one fairly easily, and they're four-and-a-half-point favorites here in game two. Um I, look, I love the Phoenix roster. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. That's a really talented roster. Denver trying to prove that, look, we know we've been the one seed before and we know we've laid an egg. We're not doing that again. And they look good in game one. Jokic is great. Jamal Murray is now healthy and looked great in game one. But I'm going to take Phoenix in the four and a half points. I think they win the game, but if they don't, I still think they cover. So I'm taking the points in both games tonight. All right, Gary, you ready for the names of these races? Tomorrow on uh, 502 Day. Okay. Race number one, the old Sears building. <laughs> That's the name of the race. Is I that, think this is great. I wonder if they're talking about the one in St. Matthews or Sears was downtown when I was a kid. I would guess downtown, but yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Number two, this is courtesy Tony Burke, by the way. I do want to give him credit. Race number two, the Galleria. Yeah. Race number three, the Brewery. Oh, man. Play some volleyball across the yeah. street at Baxter Jacks. I remember that place. Uh, number four, Lynn's Paradise Cafe. Race number five, we should have got this one, the Johnny's. Oh, yeah. That's where one of Denny Crumb's favorite. Oh, he loved Johnny's. Uh, race number six, the Phoenix Hill. Race number seven, the Dirt Bowl. The Dirt Bowl. Oh, Very good. Is that at, at, at Shawnee Park yes, in the West End? Yes, the basketball yeah. uh, tournament down in the West End. 
race eight, Jim Porters, and I was I was wrong. There is a race nine, the Toy Tiger. Yeah. Uh, I guess Philly's in that one. <laughs> I don't know. So those are the nine races on the slate tomorrow at uh, – Tomorrow at uh, at the track. That's actually really a cool, day. A cool day, uh, a cool idea. I think the fact that Churchill Downs is having a lot of fun with this, it makes it makes it better. Yeah, it makes it more fan friendly. Look, we're going to have a little fun here. We're going to take some Louisville landmarks that are no longer here, and this is what we're going to do. Now, I think they still have the dirt bow. I think that still goes on every year. Yeah, they still do that. But for the most part, these are old establishments where you would uh, you could saddle up to the bar, or maybe go to a wet t-shirt contest, or uh, go see a cover band. Uh, maybe meet your future, the future ex Mrs. Clark. Right? <laughs> uh, I'm lucky. Future, I've only been married once. The future ex Mrs. Spears. You could go and you know have a good time. Uh, hence the name Good Time Emporium. Wow. Uh, and I think Churchill Downs having a lot of fun with the names of these races. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. By the way, I watched. Uh, I got done watching baseball yesterday. I was, eh, I was kind of. I, I did see the overtime in the Bruins game, so I did watch a little bit of hockey. My Rangers, by the way, game seven tonight in New Jersey. Uh, bet the Devils. Bet everything you got. Uh, my Rangers haven't won anything since 1995. They're not going to start this year. So I turned on uh, the in-laws last night. And not the not the remake with Michael Douglas and uh, Albert Brooks. I turned on the original. Is that the one that had uh, Columbo, Peter Falk in it? Peter Falk, Alan Arkin. Yeah. Richard Libertini as a crazy South American uh, general. Um, great movie. I always like the original. Ed Bagley Jr. is the FBI uh, boss, or CIA boss. But Peter Falk, crazy CIA guy, uh, robs the U.S. Mint on his own for the CIA without telling them, and uh, gets the mild-mannered dentist, Alan Arkin, in with him, gets him in deep, and uh, hilarity ensues. One of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I hadn't seen it in years, and I rewatched it last night, and it holds up. It is fantastic. Um, uncut. Turner Classic Movies is doing a great thing. They're they're it's Warner Brothers' hundredth anniversary, and they're playing a bunch of these seventies and eighties Warner Brothers movies, and it's fantastic. I said on the show last week I watched uh, Goodbye Girl, Superman the Movie, and Batman with uh, M- Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson back to back to back one night. I mean, six hours of laziness, granted, but uh, great movie watching. You know, they're starting to take a lot of these older movies and re-release them. Like, um, I think they re-released Blazing Saddles to the to the theaters. Oh, man. I, I don't you see how they can. make that movie today, by the way. Oh, you couldn't? No, I don't see how they can even, you know. Put I mean, it back out there. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't disagree with you there. How do you explain <laughs> that to the kids? That's the most politically incorrect well, uh, movie ever. Uh, Mel Brooks is the governor. <laughs> is is classic. Now, History of the World classic. Part Two is on. It's on one of the streaming yeah, services. Yeah, I watched now. Part One, the movie. Um, by the way, Harvey Corman's hysterical. 
to me, the but I haven't watched this history. I think it's a four part miniseries kind of thing. Yeah, History of the World Part Two, and I haven't watched it. I think it's on Hulu or something like that. The the best Mel Brooks movies, and I've seen just about every one of them, but uh, it has to be Blazing Saddles, without and, question, number one in my book. Yeah, and and Young Frankenstein. Yes, right there, Terry Gar. Yeah, oof. oof. I've seen Frenzy and and Silent Movie was okay to see like once. It was kind of uh, funny that the only person who <laughs> had a speaking part in that movie was Marcel Marceau. <laughs> the mime, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blazing Saddles, though. Uh, Harvey Corman is Hedy Lamar. Uh, Hedley, <laughs> Hedley Lamar. Hedley. That's Hedley, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cleavon Little, that was supposed to be Richard Pryor. But and he helped write the movie, but He's, he was in yep. so much trouble off screen that uh, the the uh, the studio said, "Nope, you got to get somebody else." And they got Cleavon Little, who was and Gene Wilder. Well, Gene I mean, Wilder wasn't the original choice either. It was one of those old Western actors who, in reality, was I have to look this up. Uh, in reality, was an alcoholic and. Um, he, uh, he he got real sick. You know, he was going through the DTs during the uh, <laughs> during the shooting. Uh, Slim Pickens is Taggart. <laughs> um, it does. And Slim Pickens was great in 1941. That movie that that uh, that might be a Mel Brooks movie. No, no, no that was Spielberg. a Steven That's Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah, but Slim Pickens was great in that as an airline pilot. He was great in uh, um, the Peter Sellers movie. Oh, the. Um, about the bomb. About the yeah, yeah. Uh, he was great in that, but he as Taggart, the leader of the chain gang. Oh, fantastic! Uh, Harvey Corman was Hedley Lamar. Madeline Kahn is Lily von Stupp. Yeah, I'm cheating a little bit. I'm looking on my phone here. Um, Governor Governor Lepetamain trying to play paddleball. Mine's defective. Why do I always get the defective one? Alex Karras is Mongo. <laughs> Everybody in the town was named Johnson. Red and Howard and Howard Johnson's had one flavor. He had one flavor. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Van Johnson. <laughs> Olson Johnson. They were all there. Gabby Johnson. The sheriff. Well, I can't do that part. No. Can't do that part. But uh IMDB gives that movie still a seven point seven out of ten, which is pretty darn high score on the International Movie Database, which is my favorite one to go to, IMDb. But uh, and Young Frankenstein, are you kidding me? Gene Wilder again. Uh, Gene Hackman as a blind villager. Yeah. He had about three minutes of screen time. And at the end, Fantastic. when when, when uh, the, the Frankenstein monster was leaving where uh, Gene Hackman was, one of the funniest lines was he goes, Don't, don't leave. We'll have espresso. <laughs> we'll have some espresso. Uh, God, Madeline Kahn was in that as well. Uh, as uh, Gene Horace Leachman was pretty good in it too. Horace Leachman, Frau Blucher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenneth Ma Peter Boyle was the monster, of course, but Kenneth Mars as the inspector with the crazy arm, yeah, the mechanical arm, th fake throwing darts. Oh gosh, one of the greatest roles of all time. Um, 8.0, by the way, Young Frankenstein. You have to look up and see. Movies uh, don't get eights very often. Shawshanks, I think, is 8.2. Uh, 
8.0 for young Frankenstein, especially comedies. Comedies get no respect. What did, uh, speaking of Peter Sellers, what about uh, one of my favorite Peter Sellers movies, probably the favorite, was uh, is Being There. I know you're going to be angry. I've got to watch that. That's you don't, You didn't like it? I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't? No, I knew you were going to be angry with me. I got to see it. Oh, man. I remember my aunt went and saw it, and she didn't like it because she thought Burt Reynolds was supposed to be in being there. <laughs> and Burt Reynolds, Reynolds was nowhere near being there. Yeah, Burt Reynolds was not ready to be in a Peter Sellers movie. No. Not, e- not even Pink Panther, for that matter. Uh, but anyway, this all started with me watching The In-Laws last night. It was great. Um, I, I recommend it highly if you haven't seen it. And not the 2003 version with Albert Brooks and Michael Douglas. For one thing, Albert Brooks plays a, a periodontist instead of a, a dentist. So, come on, I know it's, it's I'm splitting hairs here. But there's no way Albert Brooks is funnier than Alan Arkin. No. Even, and I love Albert Brooks. And there's no way that Michael Douglas is funnier than Peter Falk. Impossible. And I like Michael Douglas. I can't think of the name of the movie Albert Brooks was in, but it was one where he was he was killed and he was sent to heaven. Oh, um, and he wow. and he fell Meryl in Streep. love. What is it? Meryl Streep was in that. Yeah, he fell in love with Meryl Streep in heaven. <sighs> so you're gonna make me do research. I knew you were gonna make me do research, and I don't mind doing research. But I love it when they um, every day when he had to go to court and they did life reviews, and uh, they showed defending one where, your life when he was. Um, when he was, uh, I guess, probably <laughs> eleven or twelve, and these uh, these boys beat him up, and, and as they were walking away, he goes, "You'll never make more than twenty thousand dollars a year." And those boys go, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> Defending your life, yes, was the name of that movie. That's a very good uh, movie. I recommend that one highly too. Rip Torn, the late great Rip Torn, who uh, you might know from Dodgeball as the crazy coach in the wheelchair that Larry Sanders show Larry Sanders show is the producer of the Larry Sanders show. He is Bob diamond. He's, uh, basically Albert Brooks's lawyer in all these meetings in, in the, I guess it's not heaven. It's the way station or whatever it is. Yeah. And the, uh, but what they have to do is they have to prove in the worthy to go to heaven that they right? want to go to heaven. But then they also have so the have past lives life. pavilion where everybody oh. could go and see what they were in a past life. Right. And everybody's somebody famous, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, and then they would go to the to the cafeteria. You could eat anything you want. Yeah. The best food ever from all the best places ever. And you could eat everything you want and not get any bigger. Yeah. <laughs> um, Albert Brooks directed that movie, wrote it, and uh, starred in it. And it was great. All right. I think I've gotten off track here. A uh, little baseball news. The uh, My Cubs lost three in a row to the Marlins. 3-2, 7 Sounds like a tennis score. But the Marlins are 10-0 in one-run games. That is an anomaly. All right? Um, at some point, that doesn't happen. Marlins are 16-13. and They're 10-0 and in one-run games. That's hard to believe. Braves and Mets play a double dip today. They got rained out Saturday. They got rained out Sunday in New York. They'll play today at 110 and 440. Uh, a little couple of makeup games, double hair there. The Braves are 18 and 9, first place 
in the National League East, second best record in the National League behind who had the Pittsburgh Pirates in this spot. They're 20 and 9 now. They beat Washington on Saturday 16 to 1. Now they lost yesterday. The Nationals beat them 7 to 2 yesterday. But uh Pirates are 20 and 9. They got a game and a half lead over Milwaukee in the National League Central. And I think they're for real. You know, I know it's one month and it's a 162 game schedule and they're only 29 games in and you get excited. They got good pitching. They've got a great back of the back of the bullpen reliever. They're just good. All right, here's something I saw before we, I get out of here. I saw the highest over under in baseball I've ever seen on Saturday. 15 and a half. San Diego and San Francisco were playing in Mexico City, which is 2,000 feet higher than Denver above sea level. They had 11 home runs in that game. The final was 16 to 11. Yes, I bet the over. Over 15 and a half. Yesterday, the over under in that game, the second of two in Mexico City, was 20 and a half. I've never seen anything like that. I couldn't do it. I bet the under, and San Diego won 6-4 to four last night. I had both of them right. Fifth, all the Colorado games at home are either 11, 11 I've seen 12 and a half. But 15 and a half is crazy. And then after a 27-run game, they made Sundays over under 20 and a half. With you Darvish pitching for San Diego and Alex Cobb pitching for San Francisco. Two really good pitchers. And I was right, which I rarely get to say. I was right. 20 and a half. It was six to four was the final. All right, enjoy your derby week. I'll be back Thursday. Bats baseball in this spot tomorrow and Wednesday. I'm heading to Churchill right now for the post-position draw. Talk to you Thursday. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Special.